You're listening to the St. Mark's Podcast for September 10th, 2023, the 15th Sunday after Pentecost. Today's sermon was given by the Reverend Elizabeth Garnsey. It's based on Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 20. Well, if you come to church looking for rules or clear instructions on how to live the Jesus way, today's gospel is for you. But be careful what you ask for. This one may be easy to understand, but it's desperately hard to follow. Yet, it's essential. If the church is going to look anything like an alternative community to the divisive, violent, cancel culture of our world, Jesus offers here the bedrock foundational practices required for sustaining the healthy, thriving, mutually loving, alternative community of the kingdom of God that Jesus represents. One of the ways the church becomes that alternative community is by forming circles and not triangles. If someone has done you wrong, go tell that person when you're alone. Confront, which means go face to face with that person, Jesus says. Don't corrode the community by telling others and forming triangles. And don't corrode yourself by keeping it inside. Go face to face by forming a circle of two. If that doesn't resolve the conflict, widen the circle to include others. Keep widening the circle, whatever it takes. Getting along with others begins as a family matter. And a good family upbringing includes teaching us how to fight and how to forgive. If we miss that growing up in our biological families, we need to be able to learn it here by trying it out with our church families. Here, we need to be reminded that we're not called to agree with one another, but to love one another. As Paul's letter to the Romans says, we fulfill the whole law when we love one another. The point is to do everything we can to stay in relationship with one another, to stay within the family, to stay within the community, and to help others do the same. The church is one community that isn't just for its own sake. And there are many communities you can choose to join for that. Gyms, clubs, book groups, many ways to be together with others. But the church is first and foremost a training ground for loving one another the way God loves us. It's the school for learning how to love the world the way that God so loves the world. And the classroom where we learn the basics is the one where we are gathered with one or two people. There I am in the midst of you, says Jesus the teacher. The fact that Jesus has to spell out these steps for making peace with one another, one-on-one and one-by-one, speaks volumes about how much the earliest community of Jesus followers, already calling themselves a church, needed the same help we do with conflict resolution. We are not the first generation to fall prey to our divisions and wars. In her masterpiece of a book, For the Time Being, Annie Dillard wrote, there were no formerly heroic times, and there was no formerly pure generation. She says it is a weakening and discoloring idea that ancient people knew God personally once upon a time, or that they knew selflessness and courage but that it is too late for us. In fact, the absolute is available to everyone, 
in every age. Our world is not so far gone that we've missed our chance to heal it. All hope, in spite of what it feels like sometimes, is not lost. We cannot and we need not give up on the vision of a more just world, a restored planet, a vital and flourishing worldwide church, and not least of all, more harmonious relationships in our own lives. The holy absolute is available to everyone in every age. Every generation just needs to know where to look. And it's anywhere where we are gathered with one or two others. Jesus, the holy absolute, is right there in our midst. Trusting in this presence is the first step to confronting one another when we hurt each other. It's the first step to helping each other out of the holes that we dig for ourselves. The world likes to bury people in their holes, their mistakes and their misdeeds, and never let them out. Society punishes and cancels people for their mistakes. The world repays evil with evil, violence with violence. No wonder the world's wars never cease. But Jesus taught and demonstrated another way. He ushered in a kingdom where no one is beyond the reach of a saving embrace, a second chance, a new start. This is the kingdom of God, the holy absolute, which is available to everyone in every age. We just need to recognize the daily opportunities we have to participate in it. And it's antithetical to every other kingdom in the human world which run on power over humility and the triumph of the individual over the common good. Our usual kingdoms depend on gobbling up natural resources to feed our money-making economies with no thought given to environmental economies. We dig up ancient layers of the earth to burn them for quick fuel, while every other one of our fellow creatures, from the green leaf to the African elephant, depends entirely on the sun, available to everyone in every age for energy, food, and survival. Our usual kingdoms run on controversy and division, trying to get away with the denial of wrongdoing by any means and for as long as possible. They rely on the domination of power over the powerless, and that's what fuels the usual societies of our world including our own. But the vocation of the church is to be an alternative society, a countercultural community in which the reconciling love of God in Christ infuses all our daily work and every aspect of our lives. The theologian Stanley Hauerwas says that, that the church best serves the world not by running the world's errands, but by showing the world something that it is not namely a place where God is forming a family out of strangers. Now, more than ever, the church needs to be the place that practices concretely what it means to bear one another's burdens and extend hospitality to strangers, including the strangers that make up all of the non-human created order, as we address and act on issues of sustainability and environmental conservation. And our alternative society literally begins with you or me and one other person, even and maybe especially where there's conflict with that person, because there's nothing like conflict
to show us what we are made of. Today, Jesus offers us a way through conflict that is loving and courageous, and that allows us to solve our disagreements while keeping each other inside the circle and remaining in the circle ourselves without giving up when relationships get bumpy. We're shaped by the ways in which we handle our conflicts. And the church needs to be a safe place where each and every one of us can work out and work on these courageous, most countercultural ways of loving and confronting one another when we disagree painfully or hurt each other in other ways. We're not going to solve all the world's problems with any one program or, or merely with our prayers on a given Sunday. But there is hope of us having an impact when we also become a people about whom the world can say, see how they love one another, see how they fight and forgive one another. That just might begin to move the needle on what the church can bring to the table of the world's issues. Just as the breakdown of communities begins with unresolved conflicts between individuals that fester and corrode the whole body, so the many areas of the breakdown of our culture might be traced to the billions of individual daily choices people make around the world to accept things the way they are. As we are observing a season of creation care, we might consider a similar connection to the roots of our environmental crisis. The decades and centuries of misusing and over-extracting the Earth's water and fossil fuels, polluting the air and rivers and seas, might all have roots in the individual choices we make, consciously or unconsciously, to persist in the habits that we've always had that now we know are not good for the planet. Such choices deny that we are part of the problem. Our relationship with one another, our relationships with one another are most effectively healed directly and one-on-one. -on -one. Is there someone I need to confront this week and try out this difficult but critical assignment that Jesus gives us today? And similarly, our relationship with the earth is best healed one day at a time, one conscious decision at a time. In the coming days, will I continue to eat and travel and buy things in the same way that I have always done? Or might there be just one thing that I can confront in myself today and risk the fear and pain of change in order to become part of the climate solution instead of part of the problems that continue to corrode our planet? There has never been a formerly heroic age and there was never a formerly pure generation. We face the same interpersonal challenges faced by Jesus' first disciples, and he taught them the same way that he teaches us, patiently, persistently, expectantly, mercifully, and lovingly. He is the incarnate absolute that is available to everyone in every age, May we, in our age, risk everything to trust this eternal presence to help us love one another with holy confrontation and heal one another with the absolute assurance that we will forgive one another when we hurt each other and keep one another in the circle as we embody something that the world is not or is not yet. And may the earth that is the Lord's and all that is in it continue to forgive us for all the ways in which we do harm.
and grant us the grace to become all that we are not, or not yet. Amen. You can find more sermons on our website, www.stmarksnewcanon.org.